it's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to try to explain how complex we are as human beings. And that means understanding that we are intellectual, physical, emotional, and spiritual in nature. And when you keep all four aspects of who you are balanced, then your life really works much, much better. But if we are only in two or three of them, you know, you either have uh, a wobbly table or a wobbly chair of some sort, but it doesn't work as well. Uh, before we get started today, I want to remind everyone that there's 27 pages of shows at uh, SynergyConnectionRadio.com. And uh, Rob Gutro, who is my guest today, I think Rob has been on my show, I believe this might be the fourth time. And um, so you'll find him in the archives, uh, which uh, is interesting to go through the different pages and just see the guest that I've had over the years. Um, there's about 380 shows now. And you can also, of course, find us on Apple and Spotify and uh, iHeart and Google Radio. Um, so there's two areas uh, that you can go and find the shows. Uh, when you're on the Synergy Connection Radio um, pot, or the landing page, you're also going to see Boomers Forever Young. And it's a nutritional company out of St. Petersburg, Florida. I have used their products for the last six years. I think it's probably a major portion of why I do stay so healthy. But uh, if you go on their website, there's 2,500 testimonials now. And maybe you'll find something there that relates to a condition that you have or a family member has. So go ahead and read the testimonies and look at their podcast and their blogs. And they have videos on um, all of their products. And maybe there's something there that will speak to you. If it does and you purchase it, then when you check out, if you would go and look, um, you know, just spell my name, L-U-C-Y, into that discount box and you're going to get $5 off of your order. I'm highly recommending to everyone the use now of collagen. It makes a huge difference as we get older with skin, hair, nails, uh, cartilage you know, throughout our body. Um, people need to be looking at a product called resveratrol because that is what's gonna repair your arteries. And uh, we know that a lot of people who took the COVID vaccine are now having problems with cardiovascular health. Uh, that's what's showing up in a lot of the emergency rooms these days because people uh, are picking up more, uh, their uh, fibrins is what it's called. And it's what makes your blood sticky. And so, you know, they're having more damage uh, from strokes and from heart attacks. So there's products that can help with any health condition that you probably currently have. So just go check them out. And like I said, if you put my name, L-U-C-Y, into the discount box, you're going to get $5 off. Okay, welcome back to the show, Rob. <laughs> you there? Yep, thank you for thank you for having me back. It's good okay. to be back. I thought I'd lost you. I was like, oh my goodness, I can see you, but... <laughs> no, no, I had, I had the mute button on. I was okay. trying to get that. All righty. Um, now, I want to let everybody know that you're an author and a paranormal investigator, and that's what we're really talking about today is paranormal investigations, which I have 
absolutely zero knowledge of, but um, I'm sure that between the two of us, we'll have a lot of good questions here. Um, you have done um, pet mediumship. And I think that is what is, is super cool is that we all love our animals very much. They don't live generally as long as we do, unless it's certain kinds of birds that live 65 years or more. And then you better have them in your will because you may- Here's what I found. You may end up with um, a problem of out uh, them outliving you. And I know that the person, um, uh, there are some people that do leave them uh, a sizable amount of money uh, in a will because somebody's got to take care of them, you know, after maybe the human is gone and, and they're continuing to live. So they still have their needs that uh, are there. So when you do a paranormal investigation, how does that actually work? Well, it works in, uh, <clears throat> there's a couple of different facets to a paranormal investigation. Um, first, I'm I'm a member of the Inspired Ghost Tracking team, which was founded back in October 2008 in Glen Burnie, Maryland. And it was, it was founded by Margaret Ehrlich, um, who had a paranormal experience as a child in her house. Her, she grew up in a house that was actually haunted. So she wanted to get people with like experiences to come together to try and figure out what was happening. Uh-huh. So, so uh, the team is made up of people from different, all different backgrounds, um, but we have two separate aspects to the team. One are the mediums, of which I am one, and the other is the technical team which are the folks that run the uh, digital recorders, the high-speed cameras, the infrared cameras, um, the REM pods, which picks up um, uh, noises um, and, and energy. Um, and there are a whole host of other things that we use. Uh, how paranormal investigations typically work with us is that <clears throat> someone who thinks you may have a paranormal problem will contact margaret through her website and inspired ghost tracking and she, they will fill out a long form <laughs> explaining all the different things um because sometimes people mistake things uh for being paranormal that really aren't uh -huh. so we uh we also have an architect on the team who can explain when a house settles and all kinds of things um, oh, like if they've got critters in the attic. <laughs> right. <laughs> there okay. have been some instances of that, including, uh, I think, a bat or bats in the attic. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So um, so we have people of different backgrounds, and, and they all come together. Some have backgrounds in medicine, others in physical sciences, education, technology. Um, so the first thing we try to do is debunk whatever's happening or prove that it's something in the physical world uh -huh. um, that's the first thing but that only happens after we go in so there after the screening process um we then we make a, an attempt to go in and the technical team goes in first and they usually go in in the evening and they set up their equipment and they stay there for a couple hours sometimes even overnight depending now, I, I want to ask a question that I would think other people might be thinking, too, sure. uh, that are listening. Uh, is this activity 
at any time of the day or night, or is it primarily at night that people hear or see things? Well, that's a great question. I, it can happen at any time during the day, but mostly people report it at night because that's when it's quiet. That's when there's no yeah. street traffic. That's when the airplanes, you know, slow down. Um, that's when everybody is finally calmed down. They turn the TV off. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That's when you start hearing things. Right. Um, okay. So that, I mean, I, I would imagine that sometimes people say, it woke me up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> we we also really do know that something strange is going on if something pulls uh, at blankets or, or covers. Oh, wow. And that's happened in a couple of the paranormal investigations we've been on. Really? Yeah, where an earthbound ghost had pulled the covers several times off the bed of a child to get there. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, and that was quite a startling investigation. I'm <clears throat> not going to talk about that one today, but but it's in the, the book, The Case Files of Inspired Ghost Tracking, that these other two are in. Um, that one wound up being a double murder investigation, double murder ghost investigation. Where... So the ghost was murdered and that's why he stayed stuck? Yes, it was It was actually two women. Oh, were, okay. Yeah, in a home. <clears throat> and they were... They stayed stuck um, there to protect any families. So that the reason I, I'm curious about the pulling of the blanket was the reason that they were pulling on the blanket is they were cold or were they trying to get the person's attention by pulling on the blanket? It was to get their attention, to let okay. them know that they're there and okay. that they were trying to protect the family. But of How course, would they have protected the family or did they think the murderer was still around? They thought the murderer was still around. Oh my! And he was not. He had, he had been captured. So yeah, that's quite a crazy story. Mm. <laughs> but we are filled with crazy stories. Um, so uh, the one that I the one or two that I would like to talk to you about today is one mm -hmm. that I call the case of the burned ghost. Okay. And the other one is uh, the steelworker's ghost. Okay. Now the steelworker's ghost, I think, was the picture that you drew. Yeah, that that was about a a, a a picture that I drew of the ghost as he showed himself to me. Right, and it was very accurate because I did look at the picture, and uh, so of course you had more details, and his was a little more fuzzy, but it was absolutely the shape of the face, the uh, way the eyes were set in the head the mouth, everything was uh, very close to um, how he appeared in real life. So, yeah, so you, Lucy, you're, <clears throat> so you're referring to the thermal uh, imaging. The thermal in imaging, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I put those two side by side and um, it was pretty crazy to see that they looked pretty similar. Mm -hmm. Very much so. So, uh, and that's happened a couple of times. Uh, it happened another time when I um, I went into on an investigation, and there was <clears throat> there was a man who wound up being a preacher in this the structure, and I had sketched him out first. And when I showed the sketch to the the person that worked there, they went and got a book, um, an historical book, 
that showed photographs of the people that worked there, the different preachers and their assistants and so forth. And she knew exactly who it was. And she she showed me his picture and put it right next to my drawing. And she said, this is the guy. Oh, <laughs> so, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. So these paranormal investigations are a little crazy. How many times do they want to move on and they just haven't been able to? And that's why they're still in you know, a house or a building or, or wherever they might be. And how many times do they not want to move on? And they just like where they were and, and the life that they had. And so they want to stay. Yeah, it depends on their personality, really. Um, <clears throat> I I think it's 50-50, really. Mm. So some some stay behind, like the, the two ghosts, the two women in uh, the double murder investigation, to help um, protect somebody mm-hmm. from the man that murdered them. Others stay behind um, because they're afraid to cross over. What would make them afraid? Well, um, one thing I've learned is that when we die, we get a quick life review of everything that we went through during our life. Mm-hmm. And we that includes some things that we may regret doing <laughs> to other people. Okay. <laughs> uh, and people that I found that people who tend to be more religious um, tend to put more weight on that, and they become afraid to cross over. They're because it to, might mean they're going to hell. Yeah, they might be. Yeah, they're going to the wrong place. But. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so if they stay put, they can avoid that. Right, but as it turns out, really, I'm in my mind, being an earthbound ghost is really like being in a hell because you you can't speak to every living person. They don't know you're there Mm -hmm. unless you're lucky enough to have a medium walk by. Mm -hmm. Um, You're stuck in eternity in the same place that you chose after you died. Um, And the other part of that is really when we pass, when we cross over to the other side, there's nothing but peace and forgiveness and acceptance on the other side. Um, there are different levels and I've encountered, I've encountered spirits on different levels too. My, my own aunt um, had, had crossed over and she was on the lower level because she needed forgiveness from my mother for mistreating my mother for so many years. Oh um, my goodness. Okay. So th- yeah, that's in my first book. You, you know what? <laughs> okay. Then this immediately popped to my mind when you said that. Remember Dante's Inferno? Mm-hmm. He had different yeah. levels. And so, I mean, maybe he saw something in his own, I don't know, like if he was um, uh, spiritual enough that he, you know, saw different levels himself. But uh, I, I remember that he, the Dante's Inferno picture uh, definitely indicated that there would be some who would be in hell for eternity and others that, you know, would rise to a heavenly crossing. So maybe there is something to that. Who knows? <laughs> I there there very well could be. I know that in the Japanese culture, I understand that there they think there are seven levels on the other side. Really? Yeah. Um, most people say there are three. <clears throat> so I stick with three because I only know my aunt was on one level, and then usually many of the others were on the second level that that combine that come through. So when you think of three, what are the three that you think of? Uh, uh, low, medium, and high. So <clears throat> high, I guess, would be perfection. Low would be people who need forgiveness. 
um, you know, and anybody that did something really bad in their life, to me, there is, I don't like, the, I don't put religious connotations on anything. So I just say levels. Mm -hmm. So um, it would be like, somebody who murdered somebody would be on yeah. the low level on the low level right and maybe somebody who just lived a reasonable life you know made mistakes along the way hurt people you know with mm -hmm. their words or actions they might be on the medium level mm -hmm. and the high level might be somebody who's lived a life of perfection maybe not perfect well i don't know if we, do we ever <laughs> get perfection i don't know what do we do well i i think well in in history i think maybe there are a few you know but um not that we've ever met. <laughs> right, right. And, and you know, I um, it's kind of interesting. You know who Edgar Casey is, right? Mm -hmm. I do. So, um, you know, he talked a lot about <clears throat> the fact that in the research, I guess, that he did and his understanding that Christ was actually not just one person, that he, you know, once upon a time was Adam and then later was Abraham and later was Moses. And, you know, so he kept evolving as far as Edgar Casey was concerned mm -hmm. and coming back to be that better person each time and not quite getting it until he came back as Jesus. So I find that concept interesting in that I think a lot of people who believe in past lives would say maybe that's what those levels are, is that we can come in and maybe not perform very well initially and be all about greed and anger and corruption and everything else, but evolve into being that better person over time. And maybe it sense. takes multiple lifetimes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I guess I we won't know until we get there, huh? Yeah, we won't. <laughs> I'm not in a rush. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think I am either. No. Um. But that said, I can I can tell you about the uh, the mystery of the steelworkers ghost case. Okay. Um, it was conducted in a private home, and this was this one was kind of strange because uh, there were shadow figures seen, um, and there were feelings like someone was upstairs. Um, and the family was a little unnerved. Now, what's interesting here is that the the house, it was a three-level house. It was a big townhouse. It it was in it's in the Baltimore area. But it's a pretty relatively new house and nobody died in it. So they didn't know what was going on. But they sensed that uh, especially one of the teenagers in the house sensed that there was some kind of figure there. And it was kind of freaking them out. So mm -hmm. they called they called us in. Um in in the first investigation, we sent over the technical people. And there were quite a number of people that went over there. We I think we have usually about five or six. So they set up their scientific equipment to gather the information. They brought digital cameras, the K2 meters to detect electromagnetic magnetic energy that ghosts detect because because ghosts earthbound ghosts or spirits are crossover their energy with memories personality and knowledge mm -hmm. so whenever one of them comes close enough that k2 meter will light up for anybody listening that doesn't know what a k2 meter is and by the way if you ever go to one of those home uh improvement stores like home depot or lowe's or whatever is near you 
You can get a K2 meter because electricians use them to find out where electrical charges are kind of. Oh, leaking. that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I that was something that I learned while I was on the on the investigation. So now, do you have your own personal K2 meter? No, that's my head. I use my head like a K2 meter. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, so other things that they bring are digital recorders and uh, and digital thermometers. Now, those are important because ghosts and spirits have been known to communicate on different frequencies, frequencies that we can't hear. Mm -hmm. so, so we, during an investigation, we'll ask a question and we'll be recording and we won't hear an answer, but if, if we play it back and... It, we will hear an answer sometimes. Um, and that, I'm going to transition for just a second over to cats and dogs because they can hear at different frequencies. So if you have a cat or a dog in your house and you're listening, if they're staring at what appears to be nothing, they may be listening to or seeing a spirit, a visiting spirit of a loved one or a pet. So that's pretty cool. I'm going to ask another question that, that, again, just kind of popped into my head. So let's just say that you built a home or homes were being built in a development where Native Americans once lived, because mm -hmm. that would be all across the United States, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And maybe that spirit, you know, did not want to leave the land for other reasons than, you know, the fact that they didn't want to go to hell because they might not have ever thought along those lines. They may just have been so attached to the land that they didn't want to leave and, and move forward. Or maybe another loved one died with them and they didn't want to leave that person or something like that. So now you have a development that is right on top of that same soil. Mm -hmm. Is it possible for that spirit to then become part of that house, even though they never were in that house? And the answer is yes. We actually had a case just like that, mm. where <laughs> there was a Native American spirit. It was a, a, a younger man. I think he was in his late, well, he was in his late 20s. And he was attached to the land and he did not want to leave the land because it was his job to scout for, for people who were going to invade the, uh, the, the tribal area. Okay. So he's still doing, he was still doing his job after these, after these centuries. Um, and we had to go out to this house in the Baltimore area and figure out who was pounding on the back of the, the house at night. Wow. And myself and uh, two of the other mediums came along with the rest of the investigative team um, and we determined it was it was a Native American who had decided to decided to stay behind so that he could continue his job in the afterlife. And but we so the pounding it. was like that, like maybe he thought he was drumming or something to tell them that there there was something coming. Like I mean, that would be the warning, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Fascinating. So, Hold that thought for just a second. We need to take a quick break and we'll be right back everyone after a word from our sponsor. Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? Experiencing weight gain? Having problems with your immune system? 
Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever, and it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer Products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer Products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos, and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer Products. Welcome back to the Synergy Connection Show, where I have as my guest, Rob Gutra, and we're talking about paranormal investigations and how that works in today's world. So that, I mean, that's so cool that that was a Native American. And that just popped into my mind because I would think that they, you know, like many cultures, the Irish so value the land. And, you know, if they died and they died suddenly, that they might feel that very way. Like I cannot leave my post. I cannot leave my home and would not want to leave. Yeah, exactly. I, and now that I think of it, there was actually a second case where there was another Native American. Really? <laughs> yeah. And he was not very friendly. <laughs> oh, maybe a warrior. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and what we have to do in order to convince them, because, you know, they don't understand. We don't understand their language. They don't understand ours. Mm -hmm. But we had to uh, draw on his energy to call over his relatives in spirit to come get him. Really? Yeah, and it was uh, it it became a very emotional thing out in the backyard, um, and this was all during COVID too. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. So once the relatives arrived, mm -hmm. did he want to then reunite with them? Was it did it make it easier for him to go? It did. Yeah, he was very excited to see them. I bet. Yeah, because he had been lonely for two hundred years plus. Saying, you know, can you imagine? I mean, I know in in spirit life, it's not a year isn't a year, right? It's probably just a couple of minutes, um, but still, you know, knowing that where is my my clan? Where's where's my tribe? Where's you know my relatives? How whatever words they would want to use, uh, depending on their culture, but missing you know that connection that you have with family, and then his still wanting to do his job for them, but not being able to see them. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. My goodness. So I'll bring you back to the steelworkers ghost incident. Mm -hmm. This was, so this was in a house that was not, um, that did not have a native American ghost. Um, as it turned out the it had the ghost of a, a, a middle-aged man who told me later he was a steel worker. But what happened was after the tech team was there, then the mediums get called in. And medium the mediums don't get told the address until one hour before we're supposed to be there. Uh-huh. Because yeah, we don't really want to know where it is, just as long as we have enough time to get there. So, and we don't know anything about what the homeowner had told the manager of the, the paranormal group. We don't know what the tech team found. We we don't want to know anything. So as we walked into this townhouse, um, I remember walking into the first floor dining room and I took out my blank journal that I always carry. And I looked up the top of the stairs and there standing at the top of the stairs, I could 
I can pretty clearly see the outline of a stocky man standing at the top of the stairs on the second floor. So I sketched him and that was the sketch that I, I sent you. He's a, a balding man with hair on the sides of his head. He was about in his 40s or 50s. And he, he had a, a mole on his right cheek. Huh. And he was about 5'8". And after I had sketched him out, before I showed anybody the sketch, I looked over at Troy, who's the other medium on the team, and I said, Troy, do you see anybody upstairs? And he looked over and he said, yeah, there's a kind of a stocky guy in his 40s or 50s. He's balding. <laughs> and I said, okay, I, we've got the same guy. And I, I showed him my sketch. And, uh, and he said, yeah, that's exactly the guy that I see. Hmm. So we were, uh, when we got to the top of the stairs, sometimes when we were in the, the presence of a ghost, we can feel their energy because their mm -hmm. energy. Right. And it, it felt, it felt like we were walking through like a, a, a wall of water. Wow. Um, but that's when we, we sat in one of the bedrooms upstairs and we, we both sat on the floor and we started talking to this ghost and we found out his name was George um, or Georgie. And he gave us, uh, he gave us a last name that was hard to hear. It was like Varinsky, Brzezinski, Brzezinski, something like that. Um, but he, he gave us his whole life story. He, and this is crazy because he told us he was uh, of Polish descent. He lived in the Baltimore area. Um, he gave us the year 1932. Um, and uh, he in, uh, inferred when he died, he told us he worked at the Bethlehem Steel Mill. Were you uh, able to track that down? Well, we were able to find the Bethlehem Steel Mill and they didn't, they're not there anymore. <laughs> so mm. you can't get the records. Okay. Um, but there is a place called Beth Bethlehem Sparrows Point Shipyard in Sparrows Point, Maryland. And the years jive that he was working there. Uh-huh. So so he was a steel worker. Um, did he die on the job? So he didn't, I don't think he told us how, how he died. Um, he told he did tell us that his his wife had died giving birth to their second son. So there were two two boys. Um and uh, he he said he felt guilty and undeserving of crossing over. Um because so he left his sons in the care of his elderly mother. Uh, and they they had ventured into a wooded area. This is the story that he's giving us. Mm -hmm. They ventured into a wooded area after a heavy rainfall, and they both drowned in a cold. Oh, that's why he felt guilty. Yeah. So the youngest boy fell in first, and then the older boy tried to help him. Sure, he and, felt undeserving to go. And, yeah, so he felt really guilty. Um, hmm crossed over and we tried to bring them in uh, to get him to cross over but we wanted to know how he came into the into that house because you know the <laughs> sparrows point was a little bit of a distance uh -huh. um, and so he said he used to take his boys to a gym near the warehouses where he worked 
and he was um, like for boxing. Okay. So um, he was, he apparently he went back and forth between that gym and Sparrows Point and this area where he likely uh, had driven through or lived. Um, I We get the sense that the boys probably died in the area, which is why he chose to, to haunt that area. That's what I was uh, picking up. I mean, just I'm a somewhat psychic mm-hmm. and I was just getting uh, the impression that the water, you know, you said you felt like you were walking through water. Mm-hmm. The water was very symbolic of the fact that his children drowned and his being there would tell me that the water wasn't too far uh, from where that house was that they drowned in. And so he, you know, is the embodiment of that guilt became water, the the weight of water. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, Now, I would hope, were you able to help him cross over or is he still there? No, we were able to to cross him over. Um, The the boys came and got him? Yes. That's awesome because, you know, then they can do the forgiveness. You know, it's not your fault that we drowned. You know, they were probably just being boys, doing what boys do, you know, exploring and having fun. And the current caught them. And that was the end of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And they probably tried to save each other, which is why they both drowned. And in order to cross them over, um, this is another part of the paranormal investigation that people may not know about. But in order to cross them over, we really need a lot of living people to to like hold hands and combine our emotional energies. Sure. So that we can focus on opening a doorway to the other side. Right. And that's what we had to do. Fortunately, it was in the daytime when we were there. So we opened all the curtains. We brought in a lot of energy. Um and and then we called them over and um it once whenever we cross somebody over here's something you may or may not have heard before but we always get a confirmation that they crossed over because we feel a burst of warm air oh wow that is cool okay so now i have another question how long did it take you to get the boys to connect you know and and come for their dad I think we were there about two or three hours in total. So it was. So that wasn't really you it know, wasn't like a long period of time. I didn't know whether it'd be days or weeks or something like that. And another thing that I've always heard, at least, <clears throat> you know, again, time doesn't have the same dimension. Mm-hmm. If we're in a physical world, but when you're in a spiritual world, it's probably like seconds. So, you know, you wonder how did they hear that they needed to come and get their dad. And, you know, what was the reason that they weren't able to connect in all those years that they were deceased? I'd have a million and one questions, probably. They would be like, wait a minute, we're not going to do all of the answers here. <laughs> no, those are great questions. So what I've learned is that um, that earthbound ghosts, um, Although they know that their loved ones have crossed over, they for some reason they lack the ability to connect with them. Hmm. Probably because they they they've chosen to be earthbound. So our purpose was to open the portal and allow that communication right. so that they could convince him to cross over. Right, right. And Did that, you ever watch the movie or read the book The Shack? 
I have not. You might want to try and <clears throat> pick up either the movie or the book. The movie is a little bit different than the book was, but his daughter is killed by um, a serial killer called the Ladybug. He always leaves a Ladybug pen. Oh, I've heard say that. It was him. And um, so in the in the story, his daughter, you know, obviously had crossed over, but he was still holding on to all of the anger. He wanted to, you know, get revenge. And he's he's alive. But if you read the book, you don't know whether the book is a result of a concussion that he experiences. And therefore, while he's in this twilight period, he's able to see things differently is the way I took it. And he is able to see that his daughter is wonderfully happy playing with other children uh, in this heavenly place and that life is really all about forgiveness and love and enjoying being together. Mm -hmm. And that when we are no longer physically in our bodies, it doesn't mean that we're separated forever, you know, that we will reconnect. And I think your stories all, you know, illustrate that is that uh, everything that happens to us in the physical, um, you know, when we move into that spiritual realm, it's just a different dimension. It's it's nothing more than that. And we are still all connected. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, our show is almost over and I have a million and one more questions and I can't ask them. But um, how, tell people how they can reach you. It's going to be on the um, synopsis that I do. So they'll be able to go to Amazon and get your books and contact you. But, you know, just mention the new book, maybe. Okay. Um, they can find me at Amazon uh, under uh, Rob Gutro, G-U-T-R-O, mm -hmm. um, or they can go to robgutro.com or petspirits.com. That's probably easier. Yeah. And they <laughs> um, can contact you if they want to use you to maybe uh, do a reading or something for them regarding a pet that has died. Yes. I do pet readings. I do them on the weekends, but I'm booked out a year in advance. So wow. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I will have to book you when I know that Cheyenne is no longer going to be with me. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's kind of overwhelming. But I, so, and, I bet. And my latest book is Pets in the Afterlife Four. This one's about messages from spirit cats, and um and I am proud to say that it already reached number one on Amazon, which just makes me crazy. I don't. Oh wow. Humble. Wow. Um, and my Pets in the Afterlife Three book, Lucy, the Messages from Spirit Dogs won an International Book Award for the third year in a row as one of the best on uh, grief and loss. So, Well, that's fabulous. I'm well, thank so you for being my guest, and I will talk to you again soon. And in the meantime, everyone, please go out there and make this your very best life. Bye-bye. See you next time. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one -on -one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.